Mine's good. Come on, Brent. Life's good. Got real close. Got hair high, right? Try and hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have. Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott, alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, hello. Um,. I thought I'd come up with something to say in that uh, time you're introducing me, but not really. Um, <laughs> I saw you last night. We played a game. I did. So I was going to ask how you were, but I kind of know. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on? What's new? A uh, busy week over here mm-hmm. at the uh, the home office. It's uh, my biannual wake up at five to get into the office for seven week. Uh, happens twice a year and uh, in the midst of it now but this week has been truncated only have to do it one more day we're recording this tuesday have to do it wednesday and that'll be it hopefully for the week uh, in terms of those those early get-ups so i enjoy it for a couple days but it's definitely not long-term sustainable but for a couple days it's kind of nice and this morning Beautiful sunrise. My office faces east. So a beautiful sunrise here in the nation's capital. So things are going well. Scott, we talked last week. You had your shot of the year, if not the shot of the year for our team, probably the shot of the year for our team. I had my best shot of the year last night in our game, a a triple, run triple. So that was kind of fun for me to to make. So, uh, you know, the, the team on our end is going pretty well. And there are. A bunch of teams across the country who are going very well and going straight to Calgary for the 2024 Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. And then also some teams going to Regina for the 2024 Briar. It has been a busy stretch since we last talked. Scott, in our last episode, we talked about things that we are excited for. We're looking forward to in the provincial playdown season. The women are done. The Scotty's field is set. The men are a little over half done, I think. You still have some of the heavy hitter provinces to go. The three prairie provinces still need to determine their men's champions. But pretty much everyone else, I think, is actually done. So a lot has happened, Scott. We're going to go through, go across the country, go through some of the results, see how our expectations were they met? Were we underwhelmed? How did it go? But Scott, initially, after this very, very busy stretch of provincial playdown curling, what is your initial thought, your initial reaction? How do you feel here on Tuesday, January the 30th? Pretty excited, Sean. This was a really fun weekend to to watch curling on Sunday in particular. I uh, I had like four screens going with different <laughs> finals happening and then just sort of like alternating the audio from each of them. Uh, it, it was great. You mentioned that there were some games on TV. I didn't even know there were games on TV. I just had four screens on YouTube and I was mm-hmm. able to watch uh, all those, all those matchups. Uh, a lot of good, exciting games, close games, uh, some heartbreakers, some thrillers, just uh, a really great event, uh, event, a really good weekend of curling. And I'm feeling pretty excited about the Scotties right now. Yeah, I think the field is pretty good. We'll obviously do a full Scotties preview when the time comes, but the pools are set. Things are ready to go. 
they curling Canada put out the press release today on the pools and the final pools being set noted that because of promotional materials and the fact that they had teams already set and they had matchups that they wanted to promote including just whoever the home province was, whoever was going to be Alberta, they want to put those in draws so that they can do their advanced ticket sales for who the home team is. And then mm-hmm. those teams when who are already set when they're going to play each other. The pools are not specific to the rankings, but they got them as close as they could. And okay, I'm fine with that. You got to Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the pools uh, when we preview the event, but uh, both pools look pretty good, uh, pretty yeah. deep. So uh, yeah, I think so, they did an okay job. Yeah, and, and let's just, I, I think, I mean, we can talk about this as we go across the country, but Saskatchewan keeps the the mantle or maintains its status as a, the best stream, in my opinion. Northern Ontario, a little better than it has been in the past, but I, I mean, I, I, I think it's the worst just because it has been the worst, but a couple other provinces is kind of on par with now. Well, it, it would have been nice to see the entire house. Well, I mean, that's just from the overhead. Camera. Let's not get, I mean, let's not let's not get selfish here, Scott. Okay, okay, we'll talk as we go. <laughs> All right, let's start, Scott. Let's go east to west. How's that? And yeah. uh, go across the country. Let's start with the easternmost province in this beautiful country of ours in Newfoundland, Labrador, where Stacy Curtis is going back to the Scotties. She beats Team Godsland in the final there. So it's Goslin with Aaron Porter, Sarah McNeil, Lambswood, and Kate Peterson. Good performance for them. But it is Stacy Curtis, the veteran, coming back. Sister Erica at the third position. Jessica Wiseman there at third. They go through the field. Had an interesting stretch here, Scott. They lost three games in a row, draws three, four, and five to Bowling Gushu and Godsland, and then come back through and beat Team Bowling twice last round robin game and then the first game there in the playoffs to get into that final and mm-hmm. a 13-5 win. So congratulations to Stacy Curtis. Always fun to see them there. Mixed results for her at national championships overall, but those are your Newfoundland champions. Yeah, you mentioned an interesting road to the final. It sure was for them. They played a double round robin w- between these four teams and uh, team Curtis, like you said, ended up three and three uh, with Team Godsland at five and one, getting the bye straight to the final. It's when you play a double round robin. I sometimes think like maybe just let the results be. Everybody's played everybody uh, twice, uh, and I th- I'm sure Team yeah. Godsland would be thinking the same thing uh, this morning. But uh, yeah, Team Curtis gets the bid, and uh, no stranger to the event. So they should be, you know, ready to go when they hit the ice. And the Newfoundland Labrador tankard did take place at the same time. Your winner, Andrew Simons, Team Simons, they are off to the Briar in Calgary. Really cool moment. Uh, Jeff Thomas, uh, Colin Thomas's dad, the third Colin Thomas, Jeff Thomas, who we've seen at Briar's. Uh, comes out afterwards. Uh, one of the other players' father, who's been to a number of Briars, comes out after the game. Really cool to see that. And you have uh, an interesting dynamic where you have a couple guys who are younger, making sort of early in their career, and then you have uh, Andrew Simons himself, who's what thirty-five year gap, 
between briars for mm-hmm. him. So, uh, which is kind of cool. I, I saw one of, I think it was one of the teammates tweeted something out, a joke of like, oh, we'll see how he does with a, a free guard zone. <laughs> the Nationals. So uh, a really cool story there. They beat Greg Smith in the final. A lot more teams in the Newfoundland Labrador men's side than there were in the women's side. Scott, you mentioned there's only four in the women's side, a lot more on the men's side. So congratulations there. Congratulations to Greg Smith too, uh, making another final there. Uh, him and uh, Nathan Young, I think have kind of taken up that position of the next couple teams, the younger teams who will be part of that next generation Newfoundland and Labrador. But for 2024, it's Andrew Simons. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Greg Simmons or Greg Simmons, uh, Greg Smith's team, <laughs> Uh, were seven and one through their round robin uh, of nine teams there taking that first place spot. But again, we see see the team in second or second or third they were come uh, come up from behind and win uh, the provincial title. So uh, yeah, good on them. All right, let's stay on an island, Scott. Let's go over to Prince Edward Island on the women's side. We have a new representative the spot that was typically taken up by suzanne burt now is open and available for other folks to claim and indeed that is what happened jane DiCarlo and her team are going to their first scotty's tournament of hearts they win the a side there in the pei Playdowns, a really interesting system. We'll talk about it on the men's side because it's a little mm-hmm. more clear on the men's side with what happened. But everyone plays in the ABC draw. So yeah. Team Power won the B and the C qualifier. So the playoffs then just become DiCarlo and Power, and DiCarlo had to win twice. So yeah. that's what happened. So Team DiCarlo. They are your PEI representatives. An interesting system there, but congratulations to them making their debut. Always fun when we have new representatives at the Nationals. Yeah, for sure. It'll be uh, fun to see. Sad that, uh, you know, we won't see Suzanne Burt playing, uh, you know, 14-point games or anything, but new representatives, new blood. It's going to be exciting for them to be there, and uh, big-time congratulations with, you know, eight teams in the PEI women's playdowns. I don't think that's happened uh, in recent years. So uh, good to see over on the men's side. It is Tyler Smith. He'll be going back to his third consecutive briar. As I mentioned, a B and C qualifier, he won them all. So there was no playoff in PI because a Tyler Smith divided it against itself cannot stand. So by winning those three sides, no playoff necessarily. Tyler Smith is in congratulations to them. Made some, Highlight real shots last year. Results weren't there in terms of win-losses, but he can put on a show, and the more he gets there, the more comfortable he gets. And, you know, maybe the next Eddie McKenzie, Scott. Yeah, maybe, Sean. You're right. It is an interesting system where you win the event, the A event, you drop down like a little bit further into the B event, so you Mm -hmm. can go through and win it, uh, which is what happened here, obviously. So. Uh, congratulations to them. I will say, Sean, on curling zone, uh, they might want to update Tyler Smith's photo. Uh-oh. He looks quite young. 
So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Team Smith, and maybe uh, he can get his photo updated on uh, on there with a new <laughs> Briar headshot. Yes. All right, let's uh, head over to Quebec is what I have next. And that on the women's side, it's a familiar name, Laurie Saint-Georges, going back to the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Disappointing last time out for her, but she is back. Jamie Sinclair is there as the fifth this time. Uh, otherwise, the team, uh, excuse me, and Mary-France LaRouche there as the third with that lineup change from last summer. It'll be fun to see Mary-France LaRouche back in the Scotties for this year as Jamie Sinclair waits until her eligibility comes back. So we'll see what the lineup looks like moving forward. But for this year, Laurie Saint-Georges, Mary-France LaRouche, Emily Riley, Kelly Mada are there as your Quebec champions. Yeah, excited to see them back, Sean. And, and they were the real class of this event, uh, not losing a game, coming mm-hmm. through uh, unscathed and sort of as you would expect. Yeah, the only other team that has been to Ascotti's that was in this field was Naomi Vero. And as you say, Laurie Saint-Georges has demonstrated over the past few years that she is the the top team in the Quebec women's game right now. Mm-hmm, for sure. Over on the men's side, a similar scenario here as what we just talked about in PEI. Only six teams on the women's side. Looks like... Uh, I don't really want to count in real time, like 15 to 20 here on the men's side. And the victory goes to Team Arsenault making their debut at the Briar, I think. I think so, Sean. But you know what? We'll find out. We'll find out. So it's Jean-Michel Arsenault. He is uh, skipping, throwing third. Julien Tremblay. Throwing last, Jesse Mullen and Philippe Brassard make up the team. Eric Sylvain, familiar name there as their coach playing out of Etchemin, Chikudami, and Kanagami. So congratulations to them. Familiar names in this field, uh, Felix Eslin, obviously, uh, has been to the Briar the past few years, both as himself as a skip and by playing with Mike Fournier. So there will be no... Goat memes this year, Scott. Martin Cret will not be there. Yeah, I watched uh, the end of the final, Sean, like the last uh, few ends of this one. Uh, it was nice that it was on stream, but this one might rival Northern Ontario because it didn't have an overhead cam. Oh, that's at tough. all. So it was the two, two side by side, one at the home end, one at the away end. Yeah. And so it was a little hard to see when there were like tight measures and stuff. But uh, this was a tough one, uh, a tough one for Felix. Uh, he had had some chances, but just was seemed to be behind the eight ball the whole game. Uh, the team Arsenal, they just played really, really well. And, uh, you know, the chips fell that way. They did have a great week winning that A event uh, for the Quebec championships and uh, deserving. A deserving team, but I did feel weird seeing Martin Caret shaking hands and going off the ice as a non-victor in right. Quebec. It 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 doesn't happen or hasn't happened very often, so it was a weird sight. Uh, but you know, new blood at the Briar, as I mentioned before, is always fun, uh, and I think these guys will have a blast. Absolutely. So congratulations 
to them. Let's shift over to Ontario. This is one of the fields we were very excited to see on the Ontario women's side. Mentioned that Danielle Inglis, Carly Howard, two of the teams that we'd be looking at, and that was your final. Danielle Inglis pulls out the victory, 8-7 to seven over Carly Howard in the final. Carly Howard was the B-side winner. Daniel Inglis was the A-side winner beating Carly Howard. So they were definitely the two best teams in this field. Weird final, I would say. Uh, Daniel Inglis cracks a four in the sixth or seventh end and immediately gives three right back. She's up two with the hammer in the tenth end. She gets another three in the eighth or ninth. Which, uh, must have been the eighth. Uh, so four in the sixth. Gives up three in the seventh, seventh three in the eighth, and uh, and then get a force in. Uh, or Carly it Howard a, then scores in the ninth. It was a deuce in the eighth. Then Carly Howard took one, and she limited her to a steal of one in the tenth. So a nervy steal. So Daniel yeah. Inglis had backing back forefoot on a draw. That's the one she ultimately comes to to only give up the steal of one. But about halfway down the ice two-thirds of the way down the ice. The way they were talking, it was heavy and hanging out wide. It was nervy there for a second, Scott. Yeah, a yeah, little panicky, but you under, you understand, you know, given the stakes. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to watch. Uh, I did catch the end of this game um, before I went to sleep on Friday. A bit of a, an odd uh, thing, having it be Friday night. But uh, yeah. you know what? It, it worked out just fine to be able to watch. And Sean... Uh, one thing I found weird about the Ontario events was that they were sponsored by milk and was mm-hmm. called the milk every moment Ontario yes. Scotties or Ontario tankard. Did you feel like the, the fields really milked every moment that they had and gave it their all? I'll tell you what, the stream certainly didn't. <laughs> Mary did a good job when they let her go on. Like, I don't yeah. know why sometimes they weren't there. Like, it, it wasn't put together great. Uh, I don't know. And uh, hopefully the players did milk everything they could out of playing there in uh, Ingersoll. I like that they called it Ingersoll, too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was something different. Yeah, I think the arena actually isn't in Ingersoll. Okay. But anyway. But they called it, it Dorchester, is. isn't it? Wasn't it in Dor- Dorchester yeah, I, but, County? Yeah, it was in Dorchester, but... Everything I saw was in Crystal. So oh maybe there's a municipality versus region thing. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. But uh, but anyway, congratulations to Daniel Inglis. One of the people who, if you've ever been to a Curling Canada event, you would recognize Danielle Inglis because she's all over the rink at all these events. Somebody who I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Danielle Inglis on or off the record. And... Mm-hmm. Sometimes off the record, people are willing to, uh, to just kind of let loose on folks. But you'll, yeah, I've never heard anything bad about Danielle Inglis. And I think people are just, everything I've seen, people are thrilled that she's getting her chance to now play in a Scotties after so many years of grinding and uh, being out there on the Ontario tour, playing in cash events. And now it's it's her chance to get out there where, you know, you hate to, I, I, I hate to say like a team deserves it because everyone who gets there earns it. And she certainly earns it, but based on her dedication to the sport and the things that she does behind the scenes, 
it's a, one of these feel good stories. Yeah, for sure. I, it, I like Danielle a lot. I have a lot of time for her and really excited for her to get her chance to be out there on the ice and, and see it from that perspective. I think it'll be really cool uh, for her and really cool for us to watch. Yeah, so uh, shifting gears on that front, the men's side. <laughs> uh, over on the men's side, it was Glenn Howard, sans Glenn Howard, out with a knee injury. So they played with three, Scott Howard skipping, Dave Mathers playing the middle position to march at the lead spot. They go through, they win the A side. John Epping wins the B side and loses the two playoff games in the page, losing to Howard in the one two game and losing to Jaden King in the semifinal. Jaden King beats Pat Ferris in the three, four. What's incredible, Scott, Jaden King was in great shape to win. He was up to in the final yeah. in the fifth or sixth end. So he was looking good. They were in really good shape through the first half of that final on Friday afternoon a three o'clock game, the C final against Mark Keene. He was down nine to five going to the 10th end. I would say 95% of teams shake in that scenario. Yeah. yeah. Not Jaden King. Jaden King just goes and scores four to tie the game, steals 11, gets into the playoffs, almost wins the championship. Yeah, this this game's available on YouTube too, Sean. Like, uh, if you want to go watch it and go watch the end, I'm doing it now. But uh, <laughs> no, that's like like incredible. Like, you're right, people. And it was like a it was a steal of two in the ninth that put right. Keen up nine to five, right? And if you're you're like, okay, it's seven to five. We have Hammer. You know, we'll get our one and like. You know, try to steal and steal and then oh no I, I give up a two a yeah. lot of teams are just like well this is pointless yeah. I'm I'm dejected uh yeah, but you're right wrap it up yeah yeah let's go let's get out of here uh but not this team no and and they've been pretty impressive I suppose uh, I, I heard that they've been pretty impressive all year sort mm-hmm. of around the cash spiel circuit in Ontario and they, they had their sort of coming out party here this week. Yeah. And you're right. They were in good shape to win that game. Uh, team Howard was a little rattled. I'd say uh, early on uh, he had a chance to get four in that. Th- I think it was the third end. Yeah. Um, he missed his draw. Only got three. Yeah. He missed it like a pretty wide open draw. Only got three. And I think that was just it. It was the experience in those big moments that came through for Team Howard, uh, as opposed to for Team King. But like this is a can be looked at as a hugely successful event for them, uh, setting them up well for next year and beyond. Yeah, and in that tenth end, so the game ends up going to an extra, and, and Jaden King's down two, going to the tenth. And there was a about halfway through the end, they were set up for a potential three, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mathers and Howard make some good shots to get him out of that. Only give up the two. Uh, King, uh, if I remember right, had to draw to get a second point. So you get that poise there, big spot. And in the 11th then, they made Scott make a good one, and he did. And congratulations Mm -hmm. to Team Howard. Of course, attention now turns to whether Glenn will be able to play in the briar or not. Uh, Do they bring somebody in? The provincial rules 
in terms of residency do apply. Now this team does not have an import currently, mm-hmm. but whoever they bring in didn't play in the Ontario Championship. So there are uh, there are some limitations on what they can do, but we of course hope that Glenn is feeling better, that his knee gets back into shape and that he'll be able to play. Part of me wonders if they would just do, maybe Glenn only does one, if he can, plays one game a day and on two game days, they play with three. Who knows uh, if that's a good idea or if curling Canada would almost mandate <laughs> you have a fourth. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, congratulations to Team Howard and uh, we'll see how many feature games they get on the Briar. So let's ship over to Manitoba, where... What about Northern another... Ontario? Oh, excuse me. Yes, Northern Ontario. My apologies. Uh, I pulled a Dean and didn't count Northern <laughs> Ontario as its own thing. Scott, you wondered, would Krista McCarville go through undefeated at the Northern Ontario Curling Championships? And she did. She, she goes did. through undefeated runs the table, beats Krista Burns 6-4 to four in the final. She did have one close game against Krista Burns in draw number eight of this event, 7-6 uh, there. Otherwise, she was pretty free and clear against the rest of the field. So the new-look Krista McCarville squad with Andrea Kelly there at the third position, going back to the Scotties. Yeah, yeah. Excited for them. Uh, I know my bold prediction was they'd miss the playoffs, but I hope not. I did look (laughs) at the pools quickly. They do have a tough draw, but, uh, you know, this team has sort of reinforced uh, what was already a very strong squad with with Andrea Kelly. So uh, they'll probably be making some noise. And uh, so the final was played at 9 a.m. Just point that out that when you look at the discrepancy of when some of the women's finals play were played and some of the men's finals were played uh, yeah so uh the men's final was tanner horgan and the defending champion skip going up against trevor bono and his squad from thunder bay which includes mike mccarville and jordan potts who are related by marriage to two members of Krista McCarville's team. And they go through and win. They only lost one game over the course of the week. That was to Tanner Horgan during the round robin play. So congratulations to Mike McCarville, Trevor Bonneau, Jordan Potts, Curtis Bird heading to the Briar. There was a great video of Team McCarville, Krista McCarville in their car trying to watch the stream and their reaction to when they actually win and speaking to the quality of the stream, they knew that they had won the game, not by being able to see the stones and where the position or where the stones were positioned, but by seeing Mike McCarvel's hand be extended to shake Tanner Horgan's hand. That's how they yeah. do. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The stream, it's sort of, I'm looking at it now. It, the lower half sort of cuts right across the back four foot circle. And they were measuring two rocks that were like just biting the four foot. So you couldn't see the measure. Right. Because one of them was at the back. And uh, yeah, anyway, it it was a little anticlimactic being like, uh, I, I don't know. 
who who won. Right. But yes, uh, it was that close. Uh, came down to a measure. Um, I watched as as like on a second secondary screen. Tanner had chances. I don't know if he his calls were always what I would have done, but uh, I'm not as good as him. Uh, but anyway, uh, great opportunity for Trevor Bonneau and and the boys there to get to the briar and you know see what they can do at the national stage. And I said it was a round robin. It was not. It was an ABC draw there. So when you look at the discrepancy of it, Tanner Horgan only played four games through the course of the event mm-hmm. and won the first three to get through the A side and then, of course, loses that final. So let's shift over now to Manitoba. Scott, the women's event was played and it was Caitlin Laws coming out on top. She is your provincial champion, a 9-8 victory over a very game Beth Peterson in the final. This game had some just incredible shot making. Uh, Caitlin Laws made a pick at one point. I think it was in the fifth end on a stone that you could barely see in order to get her deuce. Beth Peterson, uh, I can't remember what end it was. It, Pretty sure it was the second half of the game. Made a really beautiful run back on route to getting a deuce herself. The scoring back and forth, like there are no blank ends in this game. The forces were well-played forces. The deuces were well-earned. This was a very clean, crisp game. It's a little unfortunate that Beth Peterson doesn't get the additional wild card spot. That ends up going to Kate Cameron, which is great. Kate Cameron is a lot of fun and a very good team, very good player. But Beth Peterson showed out in this event, as she did in the Scotties in her first appearance. So I really enjoyed this game. This might be the best game for me of all the ones that we saw over the course of the weekend. Yeah, this was a really good game. A lot of scoring, as you said. Team Laws uh, were were quite, quite good. Uh, Beth Peterson did have a, a draw to score two and take it to an extra in the 10th end. Uh, slid deep with it. It it was a there was a it was a port to go through, but it wasn't yeah. impossible. Uh, so you know you'd like to see what could have happened in that extra, but uh, no, we we all knew Caitlin Laws was going to the Scotties no matter what, uh, even if she'd lost that game. But uh, so so it makes it a bit more of a sting for Peterson. But overall, right. it's a good game. It was a lot of fun. If you go back, I, I believe it's on YouTube still. I don't know who was doing the play-by-play. I enjoyed the stream. I enjoyed the play-by-play. Could not be less excited at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, Sean, I was trying to find the name. It's because I, I, I have the stream up, and I was looking at the transcript of it to see if they yeah. mentioned the names at the beginning or at the fifth end break. I didn't see anything. So, yeah, but it was like, and that will go through... And with that, Peterson one point and Caitlin Laws. It wasn't I don't even, even that much it, excitement. Yeah, it wasn't even that much excitement. It was no. Peterson scores one. Caitlin Laws, provincial champion. <laughs> it was great. I, I went back like four times and watched it. I thought it was so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that. I mean, I guess you, you don't want to be super excited on a miss. No, but, uh, you know. It was a good game played, so you could yeah. muster something. 
So, uh, so Caitlin Laws, her team will be back in the Scotties. As mentioned, Kate Cameron ends up getting one of the additional wild card spots. Let's head west to Saskatchewan. This one was played a week earlier. This was a double screen event for us, Scott, during the football on January the 21st. Which we don't speak of anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, congratulations, Skylar Ackerman, along with Ashley Thiveno, Taylor Stremick, and Kaylin Skinner win the 2024 Viterra Scotties out in Saskatchewan, beating Nancy Martin 10-9 in an extra end to claim that championship. This was a very fun event overall. As we said already, Saskatchewan maintains its position as the best stream out there. And this was a really fun Sunday. Nancy Martin against Michelle Englott was a delightful game. Nancy Martin, I'm kind of sad that she won't be there because she was doing the Suzanne Burt strategy of you're always in the game, whether or not you're up or down, we're just playing the same way. So it was really fun to see that game against Michelle Englatt had big scores both ways, opportunities both ways. This final was a 10-9 final. So really cool to see those games. It wasn't as clean as the Manitoba final, but it was a lot of fun to watch. So uh, congratulations, Skylar Ackerman and her squad out there in Saskatchewan, uh, a debut squad as well. Yeah. Another, uh, another team making their first appearance. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun and you're right. That was a great event in Saskatchewan. Uh, the streams were really good, uh, quality, great, uh, sad that it's over, you know, cause, uh, but I guess they'll have uh, the same quality for the men's event. Uh, and it was nice that the women didn't have to play a Tuesday at 3 p.m. final this time. Yeah. I mean, Tuesday at 3 p.m. would have been an upgrade as to when they used to play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play it Wednesday morning at 4 a.m. Hey, oh. Sponsored by SaskTel. All right. Let's go over to Alberta, where Kayla Skrillick almost had it it was right in her grasp all credit to selena sturme who is your 2024 alberta women's curling champion coming back with a steal of two in the 10th to win six to five for selena sturme at least her second appearance in the scotties with danielle schmiemann desiree haas and Paige papley who are going through there. They had a good week, only lost once, and that was to Kayla Skrillick in the round robin. So uh, a very strong week for them uh, going through in the playoffs, Serena Gray-Withers and then Skrillick in the final. Didn't see much of this final, Scott. I saw a couple ends of the middle of the game. Uh, and I would say both these teams, from the what I saw, I didn't see the 10th end, uh, unfortunately. But pretty well played overall and i think alberta will be well represented as the host team yeah absolutely both of these teams will will would definitely be good representatives the 10th end i did watch the 10th end without the sound on on sunday and i actually turned it off before the game was over because i thought oh well you know uh kayla's got it no no big deal uh and then was shocked later that night to be like, what happened? 
the they <laughs> lost how uh so i watched it again and there was a pretty easy pick like if i think about the shot that she threw last year to go to the scotties yeah which was a hit on a rock that you could barely see yeah like it had a, a centimeter showing yeah and then on this one she was facing two but had way more of one of the rocks could have hit it gone to an extra maybe tried to roll the shooter in but you don't want to get too tricky she elects to play the draw which is fine it's a you have to be full four foot on this draw and it was just heavy like Hmm. heavy out of her hand and the sweepers couldn't do anything with it so uh a tough way to lose there uh highlight of this Sean uh was that Chelsea Carey was on the TV broadcast love it. and uh love Chelsea Carey on yeah. commentary uh really honest uh and did a great job so that's my thoughts on the Alberta final um congratulations to to Sturmey maybe a bit of a lost opportunity for team Skrillic and yeah I think is it is it pronounced Skrillic I think it might be Skirlick, and we've been okay. saying it wrong. So apologies. Apologies. Yeah, we're not going to re-record, but <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you look at that strategy decision too, last year she had to throw it because the draw would have taken her to an extra, and so the hit wins. Yeah. This yeah. year she can win with the draw, so being up a point, right? So it it yeah. the math of it is different. So I, I can see why she made the the different decision in that situation obviously doesn't work out here but uh, a learning experience like that i think the hardest thing for skips is late game big draws because for sure hits especially on on arena ice where hits generally run pretty straight overthrowing it doesn't necessarily matter as much as overthrowing a draw and and that's what happens when the adrenaline's going you're going to overthrow so yeah for sure All right, and let's shift over to beautiful British Columbia where Clancy Grandy cannot be stopped. She goes through undefeated through the round robin, beats Corinne Brown in the one-two, beats Corinne Brown in the final. Corinne Brown lost three games in the British Columbia Women's Curling Championship, all three to Clancy Grandy. So congratulations to Clancy Grandy. That squad is going to Calgary. They will have the big, bright sun on their backs. Uh, it's Clancy Grandy with Kayla McMillan, Lindsay Deboo, and Sarah Loken. So congratulations to them. But also a hearty congratulations to Corinne Brown, Aaron Pincott, Jennifer Armstrong, and Sam Fisher as they get the final wild card spot. So they are both going to be going and I, I honestly haven't looked at uh, this part of the pools. I'm pretty sure Clancy Grandy would not be upset if Corinne Brown's in the same pool based on what happened this week. Um, but Corinne Brown might have uh, Clancy Grandy in her nightmares for a while after losing three times over the course of a few days. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, They really had her number. Um, but, you know, at the end, both teams get in, so... Uh, no harm, no foul. And we do have a men's champion over on the British Columbia side, and it is Catlin Schneider. 
going with the defending champions with Jacques Gauthier moving out. That side with Sterling Middleton, Jason Ginter, and Alex Horvath. They are going back to the Briar. All of them, Catlin has played before. This will be his first time as a skip, second time for the other three guys. So congratulations to them. We we wondered about this transition back to skipping for Catlin. He did it as a junior, now doing it at the men's level, at, at the real high competitive men's level for the first time. And they get through this field that had a lot of experience in it, as we talked about in that preview, that BC is this interesting dynamic, kind of wide open, but you have these young guys who are coming up and coming, but you have these experienced guys that have Briar experience, in a couple of cases, world experience. So very interesting field there. Congratulations mm-hmm. to Snyder and the guys. They are heading back to the Briar. Yeah, Sean, I thought they were doing a Jason Gunlickson impression, you know, at the beginning of the game. They blanked the first five ends. Uh, <laughs> I did I did have this game on and was paying a little closer attention than some of the others. Um, and they weren't just like running the running up and down blanks. It was, right. you know, sort of trying to make uh, bury something right behind a guard. And, you know, OK, we were able to come come and tap it out and roll. Right. Uh, a lot of good shots from both sides here. The big shot of the game, though, uh, was in the eighth end. Uh, Monty's up 2-1. And on his first, he just way too light on a, mm-hmm. an attempted freeze. And that's opened the door for Schneider to get three. He had to make a pretty good shot to get his three. Uh, Monty rebounded on his second and uh, made it made it tough. But the three was still there. And then they, you know, they were sort of chasing it a bit after that and gave up the steal in the ninth and ran ran out of rocks in the tenth. But uh, fun game to watch. Uh, I I played against Montgomery in Victoria. To be honest, I didn't like playing against him. He's very good, <laughs> and we were not. Um, but uh, no, it was a, a real good showing, super strong showing. They've been playing at playdowns for as long as I can remember. So. Uh, good show, and I I thought they might have had it there when they cracked that deuce in seven, but uh, not this year. So with that, hey, one more, Sean. The what have I Northwest missed? Territories. Uh, oh yes, their uh, champions. Yes, that's true. Yes, Northwest Territories. You know, it slips your mind because it's kind of a given at this point. <laughs> your Northwest Territories champions, Carrie Galusha. On the women's side, going back to her 437th Scotties. So congratulations to her. That's nearly a record for most Scotties. And on the other side, it is Jamie Cooey going to his 343rd. So congratulations to the two of them. The standard bearers for Northwest Territories curling come out on top once again. That's right. I don't have more to add. (laughs) So with that, the field is completely set for the Scotties, all 18 teams. We have not mentioned, I think at any point on the show, uh, Heather Smith won Nova Scotia. Congratulations to her. She's been to uh, a bunch of Scotties. And Melissa Adams is also going to be returning to the Scotties out of New Brunswick. So congratulations to all of them. And as I said, the field set will do a full preview in a couple weeks as we look forward to a very fun event there in Calgary. Looking forward to it, Sean. And uh, if you want to hear that preview, 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, likes, rates, comments, all that good stuff. Helps us grow the show, helps other people find us, shares the love of this beautiful sport that we all enjoy so, so much. And you can head on over to GameofStonesPod.com. All past episodes are there, plus a link to the merch. And if you want to reach out, GameofStonesPodcast at gmail.com. GameofStonesPod on the socials, other than Facebook, where it's GameofStonesPodcast. Scott, we played a game. I mentioned off the top, I had a my favorite shot of the year so far. But mm-hmm. in the first end, the other team had a chance to score six. Spoiler, we won the game nine to three. Very strange. Sports are weird. Yep. I don't I know how missed, it happened. We missed we mi- se- at least seven, seven shots, shots in the first end. Yeah. Seven shots. And the one that we quote unquote made was a draw around the center guard that stopped back 12 foot. Yeah. So, yeah, it was not great. Not good. Um, we only gave up one. We only gave up one. Uh, and then. Yeah, uh, that's, the you know, a kind of momentum shifter, I'd say. <laughs> uh, I remember in the third end, I was I put my broom down and said, like, all right, let's go. Let's go. We gave yeah. up a steal in the second, too. And then, yeah. you know, let's go. Uh, yeah. And we scored four. So, yeah, I think we outplayed them in the second end overall. And really, I think other than the first time we outplayed them. So if you ignore the yeah. fact that they should have scored six, we were well in for the, the win. Also, I, the game's different. I know strategy is going to be different. People are going to play different. But let's sort of take that out of it. And, you know, the new space time continuum that would have been created. We did win the rest of the game nine to two. Yeah. Yeah. We, so even we if they definitely score six. Worked. The math works out that we win the game. Yeah. We wouldn't have been out of it for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. it was fun. And yeah, we're undefeated in our run in the C division. We are. So we'll see uh, wrapping up in a couple weeks by next week. And uh, we'll see how we wrap up as we get to the latter half, uh, the, the last quarter of our season here. No people are in the, the back half of their seasons across the country as well. So hope everyone's having a good time. Get those games in. Cause before you know it, it's going to be 40 degrees outside. So uh, enjoy the yeah. curly nice while you can and follow along with what's going on. Out on tour at the Nationals. Really fun time of year. Seasons of Champion is in full swing and we'll be along the ride for you every step of the way. But until we speak again, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.